So I am going to be talking about um, family and how sometimes they can come at you as if they're bitter and um, strong-hearted. So let me just get into the word right now. It's going to be in Ezekiel 3, and it says, Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat the scroll, and go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth. He caused me to eat the scroll. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey and sweetness. Then he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech and heart of language. But to the house of Israel, not to many people of unfamiliar speech and hard language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely I have sent you to them. They would have listened to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you, because they will not listen to me. For the house of Israel is unprudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made you your face strong against their faces, and your forehead strong against their foreheads. Like evident stones, harden the flints. I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they are rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, receive into your heart all my words that I speak to you, and hear with your ears, and go and get the captives to the children of the people, and speak to them with them, and tell them, Thus says the Lord, whether you hear or whether you they refuse. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard behind me a great thunderous voice, Blessed is the glory of the Lord. From his place, I also heard the noise of the wings and the living creatures that touched one another, and the noise of the wheels beside them, and a great thunderous noise. So the spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went into bitterness, into the heat of the spirit. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Then I came to the captives, as Tel Elbi, who dwelt in the river of Seder. And I sat there, they sat, and remained there astonished among them seven days. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went into bitterness in the heat of the Spirit, but the hands of the Lord were strong upon me. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went into bitterness. And the heat in of my spirit, but the hands of the Lord was strong upon me. Father, come before you right now, my Lord Jesus. So I give you the praise and the worship of your word. Let it penetrate to the profound parts of their souls and profound parts of their hearts. I come before you, my Lord God, against anything that's coming against us that is making us bitter, but is also making us strong in you. I ask you that you, my Lord God, use me as your vessel so that your word may penetrate to those that are going to listen to this now and forever because your word doesn't change. We change, my Lord God, but you are the God, my Lord Jesus, that changes things in us. 
because you are the forever God. So I come before you to thank you because I know that you're going to speak in your name. Amen. So in Ezekiel 3, 14, so the spirit lifted me up and took me away and I went into bitterness. The spirit lifted me up and took me away. There's times in your life that you need to just humble yourselves in the presence of God so that the spirit can start talking to you so that whatever is in you needs to go away. But in order for God to do that, he needs to take you and seclude you. He needs to take you and put you in a place that is just you and him. And in those moments that is just you and him is the intimacy. It's the time that you are praying. It's the time that you are fasting so that God can do miraculous and marvelous things in your life. And it's not just going to be roses. It's not going to be just everything so great. You are going to go through trials and you are going to go through temptations. But those times of hardness, it's you. It isn't the devil. Because even in Job, the devil had to ask permission from God in order for him to touch Job. And I've noticed that in that profound moment, he had to still seek God. Because the Bible teaches me in order to seek God's face, to see his kingdom, to even penetrate, to talk to him, you need to seek him. And in order to do that, you still got to humble yourself and talk to Jesus. And in in that moment, you still got to look for God. In that moment of me reading that and penetrating it and thinking about it in my, my life today, I realized that the devil still had to do that. And if the devil had to do that to reach God so that he could get permission to do something, we're above the devil. What makes us better thinking that we don't have to seek the kingdom of God? What makes us better that we don't have to look for God's face? And that is what it's saying. So the spirit of lifted me up and took me away. And I went into bitterness. And I, when I think of bitterness, yes, I think of hardship and I think of you holding a grudge. But I also feel like in that moment, it he was feeling what the Israels were feeling. I, he was angry because they weren't listening to him. They was angry because it, it, it was starting to penetrate into his soul. It was penetrating into his spirit. And that's Things that God doesn't want. God doesn't want bitterness. God doesn't want grudge open. God doesn't want us to be angry. In order to do that, he, you need to get away and you need to go into your secluded place so that God can work in you. And it also says in the heat in the, of my spirit. So he felt the presence of God. He felt the holiness. He felt the, the fire that was inside him that was taking away everything that wasn't of him. And at that moment, but... The hand of the Lord was strong upon me. So I was feeling all of this rage. I was feeling all this pressure. I was feeling all this bitterness. But God, because God is God, because God is above everything, because the spirit of God lives in us as Christians, it came upon me. And they sat there astonished. And astonished means to me, they were just taken back by what God was going to do. In that moment, it doesn't tell me that what God was going to do. It just shows me that they had a glimpse. Because in order to be astonished by what God or the Spirit is telling you, you have to be you have to be humble. You have to feel God's presence. You gotta feel or you gotta you it's the fire. It, it's something that if you haven't felt it, I ask you guys right now to go into the profound moments of God so that you can actually 
you know, feel his presence and understand what God really does in your life. Um, I remember a time in my life that I was becoming angry with everything that I was going through. Um, and no one understood it. No one understood why I had to seclude myself, why it was just like, don't call me, don't text me. If you text me, I'm not responding. It was because I was going through a hardship time. And I remember taking a shower, um, being at my vulnerablest part, because that is when you're most vulnerable in the shower, because it's just bare, it's you, and it's water. And God is everlasting water. And I don't, and I find myself always in the shower when the spirit comes upon me at its heaviest point and he starts ministering to me and I, and I'm yelling in the shower and I'm saying, but I'm angry, but I'm angry. They did me wrong. They hurt me. And it, I still cry because the pain is so deep and my profoundest parts of my life that nobody will ever understand is God because those are my intimate moments that I have with him is when I let him feel or he makes me feel what it is that I'm doing to myself. And in the shower as I'm yelling at myself and I'm saying, but this isn't the person I am. This isn't who you made me. The spirit of the Lord fell upon me that I just, in the shower all, I fell on my all four. Just crying and crying and crying and crying. And I started screaming and I wasn't. It was screaming of liberation. It was screaming of pain. In in this verse, says the spirit lifted me up. It took me away. It wasn't that he was, for me personally. I don't know the history of it, but I'm taking it as in. You have to separate yourself so that you can overcome what the world is trying to do to you. Because if you're not strong and seeking God, you can't flourish. You can't move on. And in 2020, I promised myself that I wouldn't let the world condemn me. I wouldn't let the world suck me up. Because these past couple years, past decade, for 10 years, I have cried and I have cried and my daughter's turning 10 now and I realized that after I had her my walk with God started and I started seeing things so different but God is so good you guys I don't know what he's going to do with this pain that I'm feeling inside me and the betrayal that I feel and the loneliness that I'm enduring right now in this time in my life. But I do know that I have failed God multiple times in my walk. Uh, I'm not entering the kingdom of heaven with a, a complete white veil or a white dress because I did, I did, mancha, you know, I did put stains on it. And anyone that tells you that they're going up to heaven with a complete white veil and the complete white dress is completely lying. Because we're all stained. 
But God is pure, and we ask for forgiveness. But that doesn't mean that those manchas aren't going to be there. But I believe in a God that through these 10 years, past 10 years, he had to have me feel and see certain things and go through certain things that I can actually see who he really is in me because I was dependent so much on people. And being dependent on people brings so much heartache. So much heartache, especially when you depend on someone to be there for you and they're not. The bitterness and the anger occurs and you find yourself angry and you find yourself just thinking like why I felt depression these past 10 years I've I've thought suicide these past 10 years I've being a Christian guys it's real it's not fake the devil is out to take people out he's not out here to befriend people he's here to take people out and he even uses people that you would never think possible like would do some harm on you and promise you that they would always be there for you and that they would never hurt you or do things that people have done to you knowing your past the devil doesn't care he's coming he's coming for your heart because as soon as he touches that heart there goes your mind that's why the bible says guard your heart above all things that 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 righteousness, that 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 breastplate of righteousness is so significant. Because if you have that breastplate, you're guarding your most prized possession, your heart. And let me tell you something. January 13, 2020, I am feeling a lot of things in my heart. But I know by the end of this month of January 31st, 2020, I won't be feeling what I'm feeling. I'm going to be stronger in God. In February 1st, I'm going to see a miracle. I'm going to see a miracle in some aspect in my life. I'm going to see God's hand. I'm not leaving February 2020 without seeing God's hand. In something that the world out there is like, that is what she's fighting for. So right now, God, I ask that you guide my hand and you guard my heart. That I may not feel this pain that I'm feeling inside anymore. That I may not fall into temptation. That I may not fall into temptation. That I can believe that as me and my household will serve you. And everyone that was at my baptism will be. Will find you. And will seek you the way that you deserve to be seeked. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. 
Forgive me, Father. Forgive me, Father. I thank you, Jesus. And that is the end of my first podcast. May God bless you.